Welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clint Davis. I'm a marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor trained in trauma and addiction. The Asking Why podcast is for anyone on a journey of healing and restoration. If you are searching for answers to life's questions and want to learn more about root causes from a psychological and theological mix, this show is for you. In this podcast, myself and a co-host from Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness will interview guests on a wide range of topics in order to get down to the heart of the problems facing our world and understand why things happen and how to change the world and ourselves for the better. Want to learn more tips and tricks to living a healthy lifestyle? Visit us at Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to meet our staff or book a speaker, go to clintdaviscounseling.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe today. All right. Welcome guys to Asking Why um, podcast with Clint Davis. And I have Luke Smallbone with me right now from For King and Country. And so um, we're going to talk about their new album. As you guys know, um, you know, we try to reach out to people in the community that have stories that combine mental health and theology, people who are Christians, who are who are on the journey like many of us to just be healthy, um, but to also live on mission. And I think, you know, they do that well as a band. Um, we were talking before, man, before uh, you we went live, but um, I thank you so much for coming on here and giving us your time and your, your testimony and your story. So I really appreciate you coming and being with us. Man, no worries. Pleasure. Thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me. It's always, uh, always fun. Absolutely. So I kind of got on to you guys, um, listening to your music. I was talking about my cousin Lindsay being part of the, the wife of the band members and stuff yeah. like that. And um, so I'd heard of y'all through them um, and, and started listening to your stuff. I can't remember what record it was. I think I have it written down. Um, Run Wild, Live Free. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I had went to to New York to do this training for sex addiction and trauma. And man, I just listened to that album on repeat. And it was just, so I have all these memories of being in New York and traveling through the city for the first time and going on the subway. And I just, I just had you in my ear, went to the, uh, see the dinosaur exhibits and all that stuff. And yeah. anyway, so I just had this love for the, that album, especially. And then, um, about two years ago, well, well far, I guess longer than that, I, I was working with human trafficking and then you guys put out the movie, um, remind me priceless. Yeah. Priceless. Yeah. Right. And, That's right. and, uh, and so I did, I went and did a couple of panels, like people would play the movie at local theaters and then they have us come on cause we work with human trafficking. Yeah. And so that was another connection. And then about two years ago, I had, I kind of hit a wall, um, in my own life with working with trauma and I had to, you know, do some heavy work again in, in my own life and, uh, burn the ships had come out and it was yeah. just playing over and over. And it was just such a beautiful kind of tie in for me. So I just wanted you to know, like, I am so thankful for the the ministry you have in your music, what you put out, the context of what you guys are doing. Um, because just for me personally, your band, your your music, your lyrics have been super, super helpful. So I hope that today for pe- other people that listen, I know I'm not just the only one, um, you know, they get some stuff out of it. So I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, I'm so glad that our music can be the soundtrack to your dinosaur exhibit yeah. uh, excursion in New York City, man. That's uh, that's funny and fun all at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about the new album. Um, I know it's coming out yeah. March 11th. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, March yeah. 11th. Yeah, man. It's uh, 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 the first new project, and I think it's been over three years now, which is uh, crazy to, to think through. But yeah, it's called What Are We Waiting For? And, uh, you know, it's one of the first projects that we've actually made. 
uh, while being, uh, for the most part, at home. Uh, mm. The pandemic forced a lot of us uh, home, which is uh, which actually, you know, obviously every, everybody walking through the pandemic has very different experiences. Yeah. Um, but for us, it was, a, it was a little bit of a gift uh, just to be home uh, a little bit more than what we had been. And, uh, and so we went into the studio and really spent about six months just exclusively, for the most part, we didn't have anything else to do. I'm just making, making music. And, and most of the other projects have been in the middle of being uh, at, on, on the road and kind of going through, um, you know, walking off a stage back, you know, then running into a, uh, the back of the bus to, to write more songs. And so this gave us probably the, the most amount of time we've ever, we've ever had to actually work on uh, the project. And so Relate was the first uh, single uh, from that project, uh, new song. Uh, now just kind of uh, coming out is a song called for God is with us. And, yeah, that's uh, a good one. you know, we're, we're, we're thrilled to, to be able to, I mean, look, music is a gift and, and not everybody gets the opportunity to, to make music. And, and we're, we're, we're thankful for that. Thankful for the time, you know, the album, you know, some people have been like, Oh, so if you wrote it during the pandemic, is it like a pandemic album? And I said, no, not, of course, not at all. But I do think we all learned a lot of valuable lessons from the pandemic and lessons that we actually want to take with us into normalcy if, uh, if we ever get there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think that that's what this album actually really is about. It's like, man, some of these lessons that were learned were ones that we want to take with us. We don't want to forget. And uh, this album is, uh, is written about a lot of those uh, experiences. Yeah. Uh, you guys have, you guys have a, a particular voice when it comes to, like we talked about with priceless with um, the other albums. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and, and how it relates to mental health and spiritual health and these things and, and how you guys bring that into the songs? Yeah, well, man, I think that, um, you know, in the past, you know, the, the church um, were, and, and arts actually in particular, were a part of uh, tackling the most difficult issues. And, uh, you know, I've often joked that, you know, music has a little bit of a way of making the medicine go down a little bit smoother. Absolutely. And because you can, you can, you can paint it how you want, because, you know, you can have a melody uh, that's catchy. You can have, uh, you could use you, you could use, you know, different paintbrushes, if that makes sense. Where when, when you, when a, when a pastor, I'm not, this is not uh, picking on pastors, but when a pastor is speaking from the pulpit, you know, we pick on pastors so, all the time. Well, yeah. There's only so much that they, you know, when they're speaking with authority on something, which a lot of times they are, you don't know how the person is receiving it because of maybe past traumas for a lot of the past things that have happened. And with music, you can curate how someone feels and you can actually set a little bit of a bed. And so I think for us, uh, when it does come to um, priceless and some of these more difficult issues, um, God only knows with mental health, uh, you know, all of the varying things that we've chatted about over, over the course of the years, uh, it's actually because we feel the need to be people that are actually talking about the hard issues. Uh, I think, when the church is doing their job uh, appropriately, they're actually taking any issue that comes up. They, they, you know, the next week they're kind of speaking about it. I think we do ourselves a disservice when it's, hey, this is too difficult. I may lose membership. You know, I may, I may, I may. There may be a financial implication if I come out and, and talk about these things. I think that's a mistake because I think that otherwise people are going to go somewhere else for their their information. Uh, people are going to go somewhere else uh, for their for for their viewpoint. You know, we forget that a lot of times we don't have individual viewpoints. We just read about somebody else's and we decide to take that for ourselves. And so yeah. oh, my, my, especially my, in this my, culture. Yeah. And so my hope is, is that I'm not saying that I've got the answers, but I do hope that with music, you, you can start talking about some of these, you know, slightly difficult um, 
issues and and you're creating some conversation so that people can come up to their come up with their hopefully truth in their conclusions of, of what is uh taking place and, and their viewpoint on things yeah that's so good man yeah i think i mean that's a conversation we're having here every day with different pastors and different churches and trying to get you know the kind of american christianity uh, that angle of butts in the seat and people there and you don't want to preach anything or say anything that's going to make people uncomfortable or upset them or get them to go away when in reality um you know, I think it's quite the opposite that we should we should be challenging each other and digging into these truths and uh, and make making them practical. And so I love that you guys do that. And I think you're right. I think music gives us a you know uh, a connection into our souls and into our hearts. I mean, I know worship isn't the only form of music, but it's certainly a very strong one. And so um, you know, I'm sure you know this, but for our listeners, you know, music and smell are are in, tied closely together with memories and important things. And so many of us can listen to an album i was laughing with some friends because uh you know i was a big hip-hop fan back in the day and still sort of am uh trying to move over to more lecrae and andy minio and uh nf and more christian artists but there's still a lot of like uh eminem and dr dre and snoop dogg so for the super bowl right they came out you were having a great time uh, it was just so nostalgic right i mean i just as they came out whether whether i agree with those lyrics and obviously not celebrating those things but just that time period in my life when I was young and in high school and, and stupid and didn't know what any of that meant anyway. But it was, you know, I just remembered parties and friends and trips and, you know, trips to the beach. And that, that was kind of the music playing. And so it wasn't that that music is what I want to support or, you know, think is great as far as content. But, man, the the nostalgia of that and just the throwback to that brings us back to all kinds of things. And That's right. Yeah, no, so, I'm, I'm with you. I heard lose lose yourself come on and like I'm not endorsing that, but uh, yeah, you lost yourself, man, it's, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's it, that that is a that is a riff that is uh, difficult to forget. Absolutely. <laughs> How old are you, Luke? I'm 35. Now. Okay, 35. yeah. So you graduated what? 2004 or five? Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Because yeah, Eight Mile came yep. out somewhere right in in that in that little That's season. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, tell me a little bit about. Um, relate specifically and kind of how that song developed and, and tell people about that if they haven't heard it and how that, how you made meaning out of that, I guess. Yeah. Well, we were in the middle of, um, you know, kind of the pandemic and I, you know, it was, it was interesting even just reflecting back on, you know, 2020, I think that for most of us realized the fall of that 2020, okay, this is going to be a, a difficult year. And I think we thought we were going to come into 2021 and, and in some cases just that calendar year change was going to miraculously change everything. And it's been interesting talking to different people. And obviously I'm not no special, you know, I don't specialize in the world that you come from, but I think in some cases, 2021 was actually more difficult for people than, than 2020. I think that we all kind of had this, we're in this together in 2020, we're going to figure it out. And then it kind of became normal. The, the, uh, just the, the suffering and the, the difficulty. And then we started to fray as a society. Then we yeah. started to kind of, pick sides and you know it, it got a little bit it just got a little bit more hostile and and uh and and in some cases rightfully so uh right. a lot of us don't know what to do with the the uh the the angst that we feel in life and when i say right rightfully so i, I understand it doesn't necessarily mean some about actions and the things that came from it is something that is healthy or good but it makes sense as to why some of these things happen and i think what we found was is where we were the first quarter of uh, uh, 2021. And I, I came into the uh, writing session just with this idea of what does it look like to have compassion for someone today? What does it look like to have empathy 
for someone that may have not have walked through life the same way that I've walked through life. Uh, because what I was finding a lot of is people on online on Facebook and Instagram were saying very, very hurtful things to people that they actually love because of a simple disagreement over fill in the blank. Yeah. And, you know, it, and I, I saw some like people saying, hey, I've been a friend of yours for 15 years, but I just cannot accept that you would say this. And I was just sitting there going over an issue that, yes, there's there's consequences to all these things and there's disagreements. But really? Mm-hmm. You're, and that's the way you're going to tell them that essentially you're breaking up with them over 15 years. It's just so anyway, I, I started to realize that a lot of times when these people are saying other very, very hurtful things or people are saying very, very hurtful things at someone it's because of their own pain. It's because of their own trauma. It's because of their own, their own things that they've walked through. And so I started to ask the question of, you know, so what does it look like to actually, you know, um, show empathy to that person who maybe I posted something and somebody said something really, really harsh. And I want to, I want to get back on and go, how dare you X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. What if I actually could come to the conclusion that I mean, that person said that because they're just hurting and they don't know what to do with the feelings and the thoughts and the, 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 the pain that they have in their life. And so I often liken it to this, you know, when I've got four kids and when you've got a, a young kid who's, who's three years old or so, and they lose that precious toy that they have, and when they come to you and they're like, I don't know where it is, or it's been destroyed, it's been ripped apart, or somebody took it, or I left it. Um, there's this, you know, usually there's tears in their eye and they're crushed yeah. beyond no measure. And as a parent, you go, man, I'll just go get you another one. It was $4 at the, you know, big lots, you know, or whatever. But what we forget is that that in that moment, that pain is real yeah. to that child. <clears throat> and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's about the toy or not. That pain is real. And so what I realized was, well, I've been hurt like that before. I, and, and in some cases, other people could come in, in you know, their global, uh, you know, the, the kind of overseeing everything and go, Luke, it's really not that big of a deal. I could just go get you another. But that doesn't actually calm my spirit. Yeah. That doesn't actually Amen. help. That doesn't actually help very much. And so for me, I realized I'm a little bit like that, that, you know, that little child who at times has lost that precious thing. And I've got other people coming at me saying, Hey, just get over it. It'll, it'll be okay. And yet when I realize that I've hurt, I'm, I've been hurt the same way that that little child is, it gives me compassion for that child. It gives me empathy for that child. It may not be over the exact same situation. It may not be about the same situ- issue, but man, when I, I know what it looks like to look into another's eyes and see pain mm-hmm. and that I'm trying to say, well, what if that can give me a little bit of compassion for another one when I see that pain in somebody else's eyes? And that's essentially what uh, uh, Relate is all about. Yeah, man, that's a great, that's a beautiful way to explain it. You know, obviously I know, you know, I don't, I didn't know the backstory, but in the way you write, you know, one of the lyrics I love is, you know, have you ever been left when you should have been loved? Has there ever been a time when you stayed, but you should have run? And as a clinician, you know, those are polarizing comments, right? One is somebody abandoning you and one you're staying in a relationship that's super toxic when you should have gotten out of there. And all of us have, you know, and you're right. That pain it's funny you say, you know, you're not, you're not trained or whatever, but it's like the stuff that we do as clinicians. And I think as Christian counselors, especially, right. It's just simple, simple biblical truths and discipleship and true relationships and relating to people. And you have to have accepted grace and received grace and done some personal work and trauma recovery yourself as a clinician to be any good at what you do, because if you, you can give information or you can be present and be in relationship. And so when yeah. you're, when it comes from pain, you're so right. 
And I want people to, you know, understand that when you, when you're in pain, right, it's coming from really two core places. One is a violation of love, right? Am I worthy? Am I valuable? Am I known? Am I seen? And one is a violation of safety. Am I safe? Is the world safe? Are people safe? And that's kind of the two things that cause the pain. And so what you're describing in the song is, is this, you're in a moment, you're online, something happens and you're feeling pain, you're feeling unloved, or you're feeling insecure. And so you need external things, right? People, uh, COVID, you know, shot or no shot, all these things to validate you yeah, and make you feel loved and safe. And if they don't validate you, if they don't, if they don't say you're right, or I agree with you, then they're saying, I don't love you and you're not safe. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, and look, yeah, that, you know, that song is written about the fact that hopefully people get to a point where they go, well, man, we're all, we've all been hurt. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, the, obviously the the hook is, can you, can you relate? And the truth is um, when we're at our moments of health, the, the, the um, answer should be yes. And that's not to say that we've walked exactly that person's road. hundred percent. It's just that, look, man, I've been hurt. So I know what that feels like. And, uh, you know, and I, the other thing I realized is like pain is relative, man. I mean, people, you know, people can go, you know, I, I've walked through some things in my life and people are like, man, your life has been just so difficult. And I was like, I mean, man, say that to some of the people impoverished in some of these other countries. Right. And then my life is nothing like that. Yeah. But you still realize that pain is still pain. And, and people, you know, when, when you've hit a 10 in your life of pain, um, it's, it's always going to be a 10 until you've really hit something that is really a 20, Yeah, you know, and then you come back to realizing, man, that other thing I walked through really wasn't as bad as I thought. It's just that I'd never experienced any more pain than that. And so I think the hope is, is that people listen to the music and they'll say, Hey, you know, yeah, I, you know, I get it. I'm, I'm, uh, I, uh, I've walked through, I've walked through some things that give me the ability to relate to another as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think what you do with the song is you make people feel seen and heard right? You're, you're letting them know you're in this together. You're not the only one. And I think Satan, especially, you know, these lies that say you're uniquely broken, right? You're the only person that struggles with this. You're the only one to feel this way on one hand is shame. And on the other hand, turns you into this kind of victim mind state of, Oh yeah, I am. I'm, I'm the worst or this happened to me. And you know, I've been so wronged and so wounded that can, you know, I can't believe it. So I can't pull myself out of it. And so the song yeah. does a really good job of, of fleshing that out and, and making people, at least for me, feel, oh man, this is, we're all in this, like we're all struggling. So any amount of, you know, I tell people all the time they measure trauma wrong, right? You were saying it earlier. It's like, you know, I was in the army. And so a lot of times I'll say, oh, well, you know, I wasn't special forces. So like, I don't deserve to have PTSD or I don't, you know, I didn't go on 10 deployments. Well, that's a wrong measurement, right? That's measuring it against worse yeah. things. And there are a lot of worse things in my, that have happened to people that haven't happened to me. But there are also a lot of better things that happen to people, right? There, there are good experiences that people have had that God didn't intend for me to receive that I've received. So we have to find that balance of honoring our experience. And like, it's not the garden, it's not heaven. And so I can be in pain. And like, like scripture says, the whole earth moans and groans for Christ's return. I can do a little moaning and groaning. However, I need to also have a proper perspective of, like you said, like, is this a 10 or is this just my experience of it? And I think that is the, that's where you need relationship and relating to one another is to go, you have to have other people, community in your life to gauge those things. If you're just stuck, you know, in a closet reading your Bible, hoping God's going to, you know, reveal this thing, he can, but more likely than not, he's going to reveal it in the relationships and, and have an empathy towards other people. So I love, I love that. Absolutely. 
Um, what other songs are you excited about on the album? Um, what, what's kind of like a c- couple favorites that you have? Yeah, well, obviously, Forgot is with us is coming up next. It's a it's a special one just because of the. Um, I think during all of this mess, you know, we're coming up on two years now, man, where this all started. You know, it's really oh, it's the middle of March, which is uh, you know crazy to think through, right? Uh, and I think that the, a lot of people have been asking, you know, the question of it truly is is God is God with us? You know, and these terrible things are taking place and seemingly not ending. Uh, is is God with us? So that song kind of chronicalizes just kind of the the proof, if you will, that okay, here's some here's some you know stories of kind of how it is. Yeah, and, and he's with us, you know. But there's another song on there that's not been released and people won't hear until. Um, uh, the album comes out and it's a song called cheering you on and uh, I'm, I'm a big big believer in uh you know writing songs for better or worse about the things that uh i'm, I'm just personally going through something that the kids said you know what my, my what my wife is teaching me yeah those are the things that's real life and so i've often said that part of the reason why we take so long in between albums is, is i'm always saying you got to live a little bit of life to to write about it or else you're just gonna sit there thinking through well, I'm going to write a song that I think radio is going to want to hear. All right. I'm going to write a song that I think that somebody, and anytime you're writing a song, you know, based off of others' opinion, your art very rarely is good. It's, it's gotta, it's gotta come from some, someplace real. And so anyway, it was, um, it was probably a year and a bit ago, uh, that my, my son, my oldest son came to me as this very, he's nine years old. He has this way of saying some very incredibly profound things. And so he was Don't seven they. at the time. And, uh, and he came to me and he said, uh, this is going to sound shocking to people, but he came to me and he said, hey, so dad, um, you're going to die one day, huh? And I said, yeah, I am going to die. And I explained to him, I said, and I could see that he was a little scared, you know, and I said, but man, the hope is, is that it's obviously not for a while. And the hope is, is that you're going to be older and you're going to have your own family. And so the, 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 the pain of me dying hopefully won't be the way that you feel it is right now, because I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm kind of. I didn't say it like this, but I'm kind of, is everything right now. Yeah. Courtney and I, you know, where, where is everything? So it's very scary. And so he, he absorbed all that and he thought about it and he just said, hmm, well, I'm going to learn everything I can from you, dad, until that day comes. Mm. And I was like, whoa, you know, just this big statement. And so then I, I sat with that for a bit and I was like, well, what would I tell him? You know, like what would be the things that, you know, let's say I say I did die young. You know, what would I leave him with? You know, what would be, a, what would be, so anyway, the, the song called Cheering You On is the chorus basically talks about, you know, I want you to be gracious at the height of anything that you've done. You know, I want you to be humble and I want, you know, but I, at the end of the day, I want you to know that I'm going to be here cheering you on. Mm. And uh, it's just a special song for, for, you know, a, a you now, know, now I'm going to be crying, especially yeah, listening to that. I have a four yeah. and a seven year old son. So I'm in the middle of those yeah. conversations too, man. Yeah, yeah. My, my oldest, he said some just stuff that blows my mind and makes me sit back and go, oh my, yeah, especially when you're trying to explain to them death and life and theology and you know trying to keep it simple and they just cut through all of it with truth and just the simplicity of a child, which, you the know. Day, the other day we're praying and uh, it must have been something over, you know, one of their uh, not feeling well or something. And one of the kids just said, well, I prayed and it didn't work. <laughs> And I was like, you know, you want to, well, let's course correct. You know, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. and I was like, you know, what? that's a real thought. And David thought the exact same thing at times, you know, he's yeah. in the Psalm saying, Hey, I'm praying and you're not close, right. you know? 
And, uh, you know, yeah, they just say some unbelievably powerful and, and brilliant things. And so that's another song that, that I, I, you know, it's funny with music, people always want to ask, you know, so is this next album the best you've ever done? I'm like, I have no idea. That's not for me to decide. Yeah. That's for you guys to decide. But it's my, my job to write art that I think and, and music that I feel that will be compelling. And the hope is that it will be compelling. But as far as it being the best or this, that, or the other, you know, that's not for that's not for me to decide. But I do hope that that song will, you know, it'll be something because at the end of the day, we're, we're it's always amazing to me when you see someone who's a little older, 65, 70, and their parents are still around. And you look at them by themselves and you're like, man, this person has seen some life. Yeah. But when you see them with their parents, you realize oh, they're a son. There's still a daughter. There's still a son. And it's not until those, those other folks are not around that they kind of take that mantle. But everybody, everybody is a son. Everybody is a, 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 is a daughter. And, and sometimes we're all looking to be cheered on. And I think that's part of the reason why, you know, spiritually walking through what we walk through is so fascinating because we're all looking to be loved. We're all looking to be a, a, a good kid. You know, whether or not we're 70, 80 years old, we're still looking, we still want to be good. Yeah. And so hopefully this song will be, you know, in, in some cases with maybe parents that are missing for a child that they, they can kind of in, enjoy in the sense of, man, every every parent's dream is, is to sit back and, and cheer on their, their child. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I love that. I can't wait to listen to that. It's going to, I mean, again, I'm a huge fan. So the albums that you guys have had and the songs you put out, every one of them to some degree or another is has touched me in some way or, or talked to me about clients. So just to be an encouragement to you, man, like, you know, y'all stuff matters and what you're putting out, like, I know y'all get a lot of feedback and you're, you're a popular band, but on the mental health, on the emotional health, on the spiritual health of people, um, what you're doing matters a, a huge deal to people and, um, and y'all's vulnerability and your, what's going on in your life, man, the stuff that, you know, with your kids and the pain that goes on and then you take that and you put it into lyrics and you hope it's helpful just to be an encouragement, it is. And it's, I appreciate that, man. It's doing wonderful stuff. And I, I know that in my own life where you just you just pray and you hope that the trauma you're going through, the experiences you're going through makes sense. I was literally, my my earlier session, we were talking about, she's been with me for about seven years and had just extreme trauma. And um, and she we started it kind of initially in, in the start of my practice, and she's been with me for a while. And and so we were talking about the growth the practice has had and all those things. And, and anyway, she... Uh, I was saying to her, like, but you helped me grow, you know, me working with you and working through your trauma and getting extra trainings to help you has allowed me to now grow and help other people and to do the podcast and be able to relate and communicate and share my vulnerability and my experience. Um, and so I think, again, that's for our listeners. And I know that's what you guys are doing is, man, our stories are so important and and God is intertwined in our traumas and in and, and ways that like, you know, we can never know until it comes out. Oh, I appreciate you saying it. that. Yeah, man. So I, yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, I was thinking when you were talking earlier about Psalm 103 and how it talks about, you know, God doesn't hold our iniquities against us. And at the end it says, you know, he, he, he remembers. Why doesn't he hold these things against us? It's because he remembers where we were formed, that we're dust. Right? And it's oh, like, wow. yeah. you know, it's like we look at our kids and like we love them gracefully because we know they're idiots. You know, they don't have a brain in their head right now. They're little innocent kids trying to do the best they can. And we can't hold them to some huge standard. And when we do, right, that doesn't go well. And everybody's mad and crying. Um, but it's like, how much more does God look at us as his children that he formed from dirt? 
And we, we walk around thinking, oh, man, I got these burdens. I got all these things I got to carry, and I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to do. And yet God's saying, look, son, daughter, like, like you were saying, I'm cheering you on. Like I, I'm encouraging you because I know where you came from. I know what you're capable of, and I love you. Yeah, so, that's right. That's cool. Yeah, man. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions about just yeah. – from a mental health perspective, you know, you guys are, you know, I talked to some bands and have, have worked in the youth, youth conference circuits and stuff like that. But with all the traveling, um, that you typically do, how, how do you guys, uh, stay healthy with your mental health, with your spiritual health? What are some kind of tips and tricks that you find on the road to be helpful? Yeah. Well, look, if anybody's got the perfect solution, you know, shoot it my way. Cause yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's always, it's always, you know, I, I get asked quite a lot. I say, Hey, how do you handle work life balance? And I'm like, guys, I know people have sold millions of copies of books trying to explain this, but you know, the moment you get too rigid, your life is too rigid. And the moment your life is too loose, your life is too, you know, there's no perfect solution to all of this. But as we all know, there are certain practices in life that, do provide fruit that do provide health and uh you know i think that that stuff is really important so you know look when we're gone man i i, I try to honestly the, the family's a big component to this um i try to bring one of the kids with me basically everywhere that's awesome i go and uh there, there's a degree of humanity that that uh that provides that is very very helpful for me um you know there's a lot of other people in my work line of work that don't get to do that and in some cases you know, um, don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, but it, it helps me, man. I, I've often said that, you know, nobody's designed to hear applause. Um, oh, you, man, so what, what do you, what are you, what are you doing to make sure that you realize that you're a, you're, you're just, a, you know, we need to be servants, right? And there's nothing more evident in our life than um, kids in the sense that, you know, whether or not you want to or not, you know, you have to kind of serve those kids or else, they're going to walk outside without shoes on, you know? And so, uh, and so th that's a, a part of it. Look, we, we have pretty decent rhythms out on the road of just when I, when I wake up in the morning, we may go get breakfast, but uh, I kind of try and get off the site a little bit. You know, I'll go to a local coffee shop almost every day um, because there's a humanity to that as well. When you get to see the people um, that you're, you know, even just to experience the town uh, a little bit, obviously when we go, uh, try to read. Uh, you know, I, I, it's fascinating to me, um, you know, reading scripture and, and the disciples asking Jesus, you know, teach me how to pray. And from what I can tell, they asked them, to, they asked that question not super early on right. in their journey with Jesus. And so you sit there and you're like, what are you jokers been doing the last you know, year and a half, you know? But, yeah. um, but what's fascinating to me is I find myself being like one of those stupid disciples where I feel like, I'm only really learning how to pray in the last few years. Yep. Uh, and people are like, well, what does that look like? And uh, I read somewhere, you know, that, that said, you know, if you're, you're trying to learn how to pray, if you're just having conversation with Jesus at all, you're doing better than most. Yeah. I thought that that was a pretty, pretty great indicator of what it means to pray, but obviously being out on the road and, and actually praying. And, you know, my, my wife years ago <laughs> challenged me and she said, Hey, sometimes when you pray, you just sound like like the Pope, like you're editing your prayers and they're not real. And I was like, you know what? She's right. You know, there's a, a degree of, of uh, you know, you, you want to perform for God, but yet God knows the inner, the inner things that are going on in your life. And so to me, learning how to pray has been a huge component to 
to really understanding and, and feeling, you know, God says that my yoke is easy. Well, when you look at the last couple of years, evidence says it's not that easy, mm-hmm. but it can be when you're, when you're, when you're casting those cares somewhere else. And so I think for, for me, it's, it's the combination of, of those things. It's, it's, uh, it isn't scripture. It's praying. And, and I think when I was young in youth group, I, I felt like those were duties and tasks that I just needed to do. And if I could do them, then I was off, off to the races. I felt good about myself. And what I'm experiencing now is, you know, in my mid thirties is the freedom of just being able to not have to sit with the weight of some of these things. If I just pray, <laughs> you know, if you just sit, simply actually go, man, I'm worried about this. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, X, Y, Z. I'm worried about the business. I'm worried about, you know, if, if we're going to never, if I'll ever write another good song, you know, I'm worried about, you know, X, Y, Z. It's amazing what happens once you pray those things. You actually just, you genuinely do feel this. I'm good now. You know, I verbalized it. I, I, and God knows my heart. Those are the things that are, are, are what I'm finding uh, to be the most helpful in my, you know, walk with, with Jesus out in the road at, and at home. It, those, those are very important components. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate that vulnerability. And I love the, the humility of man, taking your kids and you're right. They, uh, when you think you're, we, we talk about it all the time, like, you know, me being a therapist and my wife, we have a you know, good marriage and we parent and I'm like, man, we've thought we would have thought we were amazing parents if our kids wouldn't have uh, come along <laughs> because they teach you oh, humility I, and man, I, all the things you I think you're joke. never going to do. Right. Oh uh, yeah. I often joke. I was like, why are these, 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 uh, you know, people writing, uh, you know, parenting books when they haven't even gotten their kids to like the age of 30. Right. It's just like a joke to me. It's like, I get it. You may have all of the, the right knowledge in the world, but man, you try to apply that to your kids. Come back and see me when they're, you know, through college. Absolutely. You know? That's like sleep training or any of those things. There's like so many sleep books and I'm like, none of it. Oh, man, I, t- I tell, I tell all these, these guys that are new parents, I'm like, Hey man, you're going to read a, a book that says, you know, uh, letting your kid cry to sleep, you're just doing all sorts of irreparable damage. And then you're going to have all these other people saying that you should co-sleep. You have all these other people saying that they, you need to have a schedule from the first day that that baby, I mean, dude, it, I mean, God bless you. You just got to figure it out. That's right, man. Well, look, I appreciate your time. I know it's coming on our time. Uh, any closing comments or thoughts or anything like that? Uh, you know, um, I just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for what you're writing, what you're doing, you and your brother and the whole band. Um, and if, if there's any work or collaboration or help that I can give you guys as a therapist, as you know, I know you guys are on the road all the time. If you need somebody in your area, if something's going on with you guys where there's a struggle, man, I want to be a support to the Christian community and those that are out there on mission uh, doing what you're doing. So just know that I'm always open to that. But uh, any closing comments or thoughts? No, well, not really, man. I think you've done a wonderful job of, uh, you know, taking on a lot of a lot of these hard uh conversations which i i applaud and uh, grateful for grateful for man at the end of the day grateful for people in your life of work man because you know people don't want to be sick you know people don't want to be tired people don't want to be traumatized people don't want to be triggered uh but uh you know sometimes we got to go do the work and uh kind of trying to solve some of these things and so uh, i applaud you for you know I, I we used to have someone that lived on our property who was a therapist and uh, i used to say to her i was like i just don't know how you get in the trenches with people every day on such hard things and she said luke it's an honor and a privilege mm-hmm. to journey through life with people that are struggling and that i that, that i get to provide not always the perfect you know sounding board but i get to be a sounding board in, in their journey and i was i always thought 
Uh, you should be a therapist. That's a pretty healthy way to look at it. Yeah, man. Well, she's got a good perspective. Well, look, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for uh, listening. Check out their new album, March 11th, um, for King and Country. Go get that thing and, and listen to it and let it be some encouragement to you. Um, God bless you and have a good day.